The Daily Tap is live for a special Sunday edition. We are talking about the Bucks' embarrassing Game 3 loss to the Miami Heat. We will go over all of that. We'll talk about if it's time to panic about Giannis Antetokounmpo. We will then discuss the game itself a little bit and talk about why where my confidence level is with this team as we head into Game 4 on Monday night. Uh, Before we get going, just a reminder to subscribe to this podcast if you are new to the program. If you found us through TikTok, Instagram, wherever it may be, uh, make sure that you are jumping on board. If you are already a subscriber, we really love a review. We'd really love you for you to share this stuff out this week. Uh, We have a massive week here, right? We're going to be doing a ton of Buck stuff. We also have a draft preview pod that will be going up Monday morning. Well, it should actually be going up Sunday night. So you kind of have two pods today. Uh, But those will go up, um, so enjoy those. Um, We'll also be doing a reaction pod after Monday's show with Mitch. The last time we did this, uh, the Bucks lost by 50. Uh, So hopefully uh, that fate is not the same. Might be doing one on Wednesday as well with Shea Ken. Uh, I have to talk to him. We were waiting for the times, uh, being that it's an 8.30 start time. I don't know if that's too late for the boy. I don't know why I call him the boy either. Um, I don't know what that, how I started doing that. Uh, Probably should stop since we're the same age. Uh, he'll probably laugh at this, uh, listening to it. So I'm sorry. Well, uh, I'll figure out a new nickname. Uh, but yeah, the DJ, uh, I don't know. But anyways, we will uh, we'll get into that and and so much more this week. Uh, but yeah, today, just talking Bucks uh, and then the draft tomorrow. So I hope you guys enjoy that. We'll get to talking about the Brewers uh, with Mitch on Monday, uh, by the way. So Golden Kegs, we'll probably do like a c- combination of Red Sox and Tigers. I haven't forgot about Golden Kegs. We'll do it on social media. And good reminder to follow along on Tabby the Keg Sports on social media for TikTok where we put those. Uh, we don't usually put them on Instagram, but we're there too. Tabby the Keg Sports there and then Tabby the Keg on uh, Twitter itself. All right, let's waste no more time. Let's talk about the Bucks. So the Milwaukee Bucks did not have yet. Let's not start with stuff. The Milwaukee Bucks did not have Giannis Antetokounmpo for the second straight game. Giannis Antetokounmpo still is bothered by his back injury. Uh, the Milwaukee Bucks did not really give a timetable. They were pretty vague about it. I don't think that is a surprise. Mike Boonholzer doesn't exactly owe us any answers. He doesn't need to tell us exactly what Giannis Antetokounmpo is going through at the moment. I had said to Mitch on Friday's podcast that if Giannis didn't play in this game, I think it would be time to panic. Mitch agreed. And I feel a little more panicky, honestly, about the Antetokounmpo thing. I My one big overreaction from this game was that the Bucs sort of played like they knew Giannis wasn't going to be there for the next few weeks. That they weren't going to have Giannis Antetokounmpo for the rest of the series. That was the energy that I got off this Bucks team because it was a very weird game, right? Uh, the Bucs started off hot. They started off with a little bit of emotion and they got punched in the mouth by Miami and they didn't respond. We'll get into the game a little bit more, but the energy of it felt like a team that knew they weren't going to have their guy for the rest of this series. Now, Frank Madden, who I respect, uh, replied to a guy who also had the same sort of thought as I did and said, well, it's actually maybe they played off knowing that Giannis is coming back and that they know Giannis is going to come back here. They tried to steal one more game and they got cute with it and they lost. And so I can, I guess I can see that side of it too, right? Where the Bucks won one. It's like, hey, maybe we can win another one, get Giannis a full week of rest, and then Giannis is ready to play again, you know, on Monday night. And you could argue that Monday night could be more advantageous for the Milwaukee Bucks because Jimmy Butler has a bruised glute. 
Victor Oladipo out for the season. Cody Martin got his shoulder banged up. I don't think Cody Martin's going to miss the game, but that that's going to affect you. It's it's a very physical series through three games, which drives you even more insane that we have to play fucking Miami. We didn't play Brooklyn. We didn't play Atlanta, who are two or teams. But by the way, I would not be surprised if Atlanta wins t- tonight. I, I I looked at the box score from from Tuesday or uh, Friday. It doesn't say everything. But the bench scoring that Atlanta had, and we, we discuss all the time about how role players step up, and you saw it in the, the Bucks heat game, I would not be surprised if that's a 2-2 game heading into the week. That which I would be stu- which I was stunned by, you know, originally, but I, I kind of can see it. But back to Giannis and back to just sort of the panic of it all, I think Monday is huge, right? Every day is big, right? And you could basically repeat what I said on Friday and say if Giannis plays, great, it's it's good. But if Giannis doesn't play, then yeah, it's it's really time to panic. I think if you don't have Giannis on on the game Monday, you need at least you need to at least be a little more like prescriptive. Like, are we gonna see Giannis back the rest of the way? I think that's fair, right? Like, is that a that to me is a fair question for Eric, whether it's Eric Name, whether it's Zora Stevenson, whether it's any other reporter to ask a question and just say, are we going to get get Giannis back for the rest of the series. Is Giannis going to be able to return to Milwaukee for game number five? Because if you have Giannis Antetokounmpo, it's a different game altogether. And Giannis will impact it in so many ways. And you could make the case too, weirdly, I know it's just one game. I know it's just one moment in time, but that Giannis is the MVP because of the the what we saw with Milwaukee on Saturday and what we saw with Philly without Embiid on Saturday. And I think there is a larger discussion around injuries. Why are these guys continuing to get hurt? Is it because they're not playing enough in the regular season and they're not ready for the competitiveness of playoff basketball and because they're resting so much that they're taking these falls? Now, I think Giannis excluded from that. Jimmy Butler excluded from that because both of those were just on falls, right? But when you have the, and John Moran for that matter, same thing. But when you have the Kawhi Leonard soft tissue injury, you have the Embiid soft tissue injury, you know, is that a indication of these guys are not working hard enough during the regular season? So when the grind of the postseason comes up, they can't necessarily handle that. I think that is a worthwhile question. And it's it's really ruining the product, right? I mean, the NHL playoffs have been superiorly better than what you're seeing right now out of basketball. Uh, the NHL has been, you, mo- they've had bangers almost every night. You had three overtime games on Saturday. The NBA had blowouts up the ass, right? Uh, Bucks Heat, obviously. Uh, the Sixers, Sixers Nets game was close, but it was a rock fight. Uh, and then the Clippers Suns, I guess, was competitive until the end. Suns pulled away. But none of those games were like, wow, classic. Like, have we had a classic first round game yet this year? I mean, I guess that first Warriors Kings game, and that's it. So, back to Giannis, I, I, I'm going kind of a little bit all over the place, um, which is not surprising. It, it's just like, Giannis has to, we have to figure out what's going on there. And we have to know if Giannis is playing or not. And in what the energy, why the energy was so bad on Saturday. Because is the energy bad because of what we started with, that they're not going to have Giannis for the rest of the series? Or is the, was the energy bad because the Bucks kind of mailed it in knowing that, hey, we, we're going to get Giannis back on Monday. It's fine. We don't need to exert ourselves. And we kind of sandbagged. I don't like the idea of sandbagging a playoff game. I, I hate that. I thought it was embarrassing. 
that the Bucks again struggled defensively, and that, and we can kind of now dive into Game Three here. I just don't know what what the fuck happened to this defense. This defense was good all year. This defense was a lockdown defensive unit, and because Giannis isn't there, it all goes to shit. Like they ha- they won games without Giannis this season. They're I think now overall twelve and nine uh, for the year, but like. It's not like this defense completely disappears when Giannis is off the court. Like, they still have Drew Holiday, who should be first-team all-defense. They have Brooke Lopez, who should be first-team all-defense. The whole point of why Brooke Lopez did not win Defensive Player of the Year is because he had Giannis and Drew. Now, maybe because Giannis was there, that actually, people were right on that. Like, people actually might have been right, given what we've seen out of Brooke Lopez the last two games. So, I don't know. Um, That's a worthwhile question. But I, I do wonder, you know, is this one of those things where it's, is it just based on Giannis or is there something more here? Is the fact that we're reverting back to old tendencies, the Heat are making a ton of threes, which was the problem for the Bucks for the last few years. And they worked around it in 2021, but it's coming back to life. And I thought that was fixed. Like I thought that that was taken care of. And it doesn't seem like this is something that Milwaukee has has fixed because Miami, last night, they were 16-33 from three. They made 48% of their threes. They made 53% of their overall shots. That's that's not going to win you many basketball games. The Bucs offensively weren't that bad. Like, they were 44% from the field. They were 38% from three. They made 15 threes in this game. They only missed one or they only made one less three than Miami did the Bucks just couldn't get any fucking stops to save their soul and that's the part that concerns me I thought Richard Jefferson was poignant at the end of the game where he's like Giannis coming back is not going to fix everything he's absolutely right like it is not going to fix everything so when we talk about my confidence in this team I still believe they can win this series with or without Giannis but you have to be better defensively. There has to be some adjustments. Mike Budenholzer cannot go into it with the same defensive strategy. The Bucks not getting the ball to Brooke Lopez offensively, I still believe that that's what Mike Budenholzer wanted him to do, but that has to be executed by the guys on the basketball court. That has to be done by Drew Holiday. Drew Holiday finished with, I think, five assists in this game? No, he finished with three assists in this game. Drew Holiday having three assists after having double-digit assist numbers the first two games, that that shit can't happen. That can't happen. And and that's where it's like, it was such a weird vibe to this Bucks team. And that's where I asked questions about the earlier part. Because Holiday didn't really look himself. Chris Middleton looked sleepy. Like, what the fuck? Brooke Lopez, I mean, six points uh, and I missed six shots inside the paint he actually missed one outside but like and he only had three rebounds like he's not a huge rebounder but no free throws the Bucks only got to the line 12 times and I realized that like Giannis Antetokounmpo does a lot to get you to the free throw line right like Giannis it amplifies your free throws but they only got to the line 12 times now Miami also only got to the line 17 times so maybe that just speaks to the officials let a lot of contact go which it, it did seem like that but the Bucs have got to make some adjustments here. The Bucs have to figure out, all right, what do we need to do here to sort of A, tighten up our rotations maybe a little bit to say, all right, we're, Jay Crowder, like, I, this isn't your series, right? Like, kind of like Bobby Portis in that Brooklyn series in 2021. This isn't your series. For whatever reason, you're not, you don't fit here. So Jay Crowder, you're out. Javon Carter, 
Haven't really seen much. Javon Carter proving Bud's point from last year. Proving what I worried about during the year this year, that Javon Carter was not a big-time guy. He's been in nothing so far. Okay, Javon Carter, you're out. Go to a seven-man rotation if Giannis isn't there. Grayson Allen, for all the shit we've given Grayson Allen, Grayson Allen has shown up. We aren't going to do golden kegs because, honestly, there's not a lot of good to talk about from this game. But Grayson Allen, to me, was the five-keg guy. He had 14 points. He had five of 10 shots. He made four threes in this game. He was pretty solid overall. Like, he was the only guy I look at and was like, he was solid. Yes, Middleton had 23 points on 14 shots, which he had a efficient day. But again, he had five turnovers. And, and they just played in this fog the entire game where if it's a regular Saturday night and it's whatever, it's February, I'm like, yeah, it sucks. Miami, Miami flu, whatever. But this just looked like a team that was not connected. And it, it did not look like the team I watched all year. And so I think my confidence level is a little lower than I want it to be. Like, it, it is, guys. Like, I, I want to be a 7 or an 8. And I have some friends who really feel good that they're still going to win this thing. And I, I still think they can. But I just, I'm wavering a little bit because I just don't know what this game meant. That's the part of it. it, it the no-show of it all is, is the, the hard part for me to take. Like, if the Bucks lost by eight points tonight, last night, I'd probably feel a lot better. Like, I, I really would. I probably would feel a lot better, and I'd just say, all right, well, a couple shots didn't fall our way. Miami hit a couple more, and that's it, and we'll get him again in game four with or without Giannis Antetokounmpo. It's like, one of the, I guess it's, you know, fool me once, shame on me. Fool me twice, shame on you. It's like, you get blown out once, it's, it's one thing, right? Especially against an eight seed. But you get blown out again? By an eight seed? An eight seed that hasn't been good all year? Like, what the... Like, how? Like, why does that happen? That That's the part that concerns me. And it's like, well, the Bucs, you know, this is their toxic trait. They they just sometimes don't necessarily, you know, do what they need to do. If the Bucs can't stay focused without their leader on the court, then you have to start exploring other options. You just do. Now, we're not there yet. We can have that discussion. And is there a chance if the Bucs go down 3-1 and they get Giannis back, they could still win this series? Yeah, absolutely. It's really hard. It's very difficult. There is no room for error. They're going to try to push it to the absolute fucking limit. So to kind of put a bow on game number three before we look ahead to game number four, uh, I think number one, in terms of lessons, the Bucs have to do a better job when you know a run happens early on in the game they don't let a run consume them. Uh, they they need to, you know, steady that ship, whether that is just getting the ball into the post, you know, not trying to shoot their way out of a run, just get an easy basket, right? Maybe a couple more timeouts by Mike Boonholzer. I understand this is a veteran team. I understand this is a team that should not get consumed by a run, but they did not know how to handle it. And that was something that I thought changed the game. I was critical of the radio broadcast, which by the way, the Bucks have an awful radio guy. Dave Cohen is bad. Like, he is bad at his job. I'm sorry. Like, I don't mean to be that disrespectful, but just an absolutely brutal listen to compared to Ted Davis. Like, bring bring Ted back. Can we get Ted Davis, you know, back in the mix here, please? Like, it's just, it's very tough to listen to. Uh, and, but he called it a backbreaker down 18 early on. And I, I kind of laughed at that because I'm like, come on, 18 points? Like in the first half, like the NBA, the way it is, you, you can come back from that. Like he was shooting so well, 
But the Bucs had to do something, whether it's foul, whether it's get more physical, they had to make some adjustments. And Mike Boonholzer doesn't adjust a lot, but I think the lesson from this game is that you have to do some of that when it comes to a major run like that. I think also trying to keep the bench, keep the role players at, at bay. The Miami bench was awesome in this game, right? Kyle Lowry had 20 points. Uh, Duncan Robinson, Mitch was right, uh, got hot. Uh, Duncan had 20 in this game as well. Oh, Kyle had 15, excuse me. Kyle had 15, Duncan Robinson had, had 20, and Martin had 12. Like, that's going to lose you basketball games. You have to shut that off. Well, Depot had eight, obviously now hurt, out for the year. But, like, that's, those, those, that's not good. Then that has to, again, be tightened up. And I don't mind Jimmy Butler getting his, but shut down everything around him. I guess if you want a positive, Bam Adebayo was very ineffective in this game. Uh, even though he had a plus 23 in terms of plus minus, he only had 12 points. He, on 4 10 shooting, made a couple free throws. I uh, did grab 11 boards, but still, like, that's not a good day from Bam. So maybe maybe you look to that. I saw Evan Cohen say that needs this game four is potentially a legacy game for Bam, just given the fact that Jimmy Butler is hurt and that Bam is going to need to step up. To me, Bam is not, I don't see Bam as a number one guy. And I'll, I'll love to be proven wrong. Well, I wouldn't love to be proven wrong, but I, would lo- I don't think that he's going to prove me wrong. Let's put it that way. And so, but yeah, I mean, th- that's some solace, but you gotta slow down those bench guys. You can't let those bench guys get hot. And that's something the Bucks are gonna have to work on. And it's really tough on the road. And you do expect those role players to show up, you know, during the home games and they will, but it's just keeping them quiet. And what do you have to do for that? And it goes back to the defense and the defensive intensity, which hasn't been there really for three games. And the Bucks have to find it. At some point, I expect them to make it a bar, a, a backyard brawl and at some point I also think the the Bucs should have realized the refs weren't calling much in this game and just beat the shit they weren't the bullies that they were in game number two um it it kind of flipped and the heat were more physical and the Bucs didn't match that intensity and we've already talked about that at length and how frustrating that is so let's look ahead to game four so game four you might have Giannis back. You might not. I think we we do not know um, at this point if we're going to get onto the Kumbo or we're not going to get him. Uh, but with that said, if Giannis comes back, he should smell blood in the water. Uh, it's not going to fix everything. You hope that the defense gets better. I don't think we have a clear picture on Giannis's impact, just given the fact that we only saw him for a little more than a quarter in the game against Miami in game number one. I think Giannis will have to watch the charges. I think Miami will still try to cut underneath him. Kevin Love specifically. I think you'll see a lot of that. And I think the Bucks also have to do some stuff to prevent the ball pressure of Miami. Miami did a lot of pressuring of Drew Holiday or Chris Middleton and forced a lot of turnovers. They forced 18 turnovers in this game. You're going to have to bring some guys out, whether that's putting Brooke Lopez in a screen or Bobby Portis in a screen and freeing up Holiday or Middleton when they get onto, you know, they get up to court. I think that's really important for the Bucks to do. That's another adjustment that I, I need to see. Um, I also think attacking Jimmy Butler off the dribble. Jimmy Butler is a very good defender, but if he has a bruised glute, if he his lateral quickness is not really there, then I think you need to kind of attack that early on. I know the Bucks have not done, to me, a good enough job of attacking those poor defenders, whether it's Love, whether it's Duncan Robinson, whether it's Kyle Lowry. 
uh, but they need to try to do more of that. And they did a lot of that in game number two. They didn't do it in game number three. I don't think it was because the game plan didn't say it. I think it was the Bucks just did not focus on it. And the Bucks were not, you know, as dialed in as they were in game number two. So we'll have to sort of see what comes to it next time around. It, it was a really, really frustrating game three. And now we we head to a pivotal game four and we'll just see see how it goes, man. And we're in we're in must-win territory. I as I said, I think you can go down three one and still win this, but it, it's not looking good. And if you don't have the honest for this one, I yeah, I don't I don't would then would not expect the honest to be back um the rest of the rest of the week. And I just would then say you have to figure out how do you do this without Giannis Antetokounmpo. So we'll have to see. And I don't know, maybe does it make sense for the Bucs to just, I don't think it would make sense for the Bucs to be like, oh yeah, Giannis isn't playing and we should see an injury report probably soon. I would imagine that they would just come out as questionable uh, at for Giannis and just continue sort of that mentality. But, uh, you know, we'll, we, we will have to, we will have to see. So all right, that does it. Uh, very quick pod. Like I said, nothing nothing too special on this one. Hope you guys enjoyed. Uh, it's a little harder to do these when they lose versus when they win. Uh, but yeah, we'll be back tomorrow with a draft pre- preview. Uh, and then uh, Tuesday, Mitch and I reacting live to the game against the Miami Heat on game number four. And we hopefully will not have the same fate as the Brooklyn loss. Now, that said, the Brooklyn loss was rock bottom in 2021. And then after that, the Bucs would win two straight against Brooklyn. They would end up winning the series. They would go to the finals. So, but we never did a pod after the game uh, going forward. So who knows? Uh, Hopefully our luck's a little bit better uh, than the last time we tried to do this. All right. Take care of yourself. Have a good rest of the Sunday. Hopefully the Brewers can win. They're down one nothing a little early here, but I have confidence against Brian Bellow. I think it's Brian Bellow is his name. Uh, Bellow, uh, whatever it may be. Uh, hopefully the Brewers uh, pull it out and win, win yet another series uh, to start the year. All right, take care, guys. Have yourself a good day, and we'll see you tomorrow.